Hello and welcome to Midnight Margaritas. On this episode this week, we are going to be discussing mental illness such as depression, anxiety, and all of that stuff and the stigma behind mental illness and ways to cope via medicine or alternative methods. I have Zoe with me again and we are just going to have an open discussion. We don't have anything planned out. Just we want to break the stigma of mental illness. So I myself suffer with anxiety and depression as you know. For a long time I chose not to go on medicine. I chose to do alternative methods such as yoga, meditation, journaling and things like that until recently I decided to go on medicine and now I am on Buspar and Prozac which has honestly helped a lot the medicines I was on before that not so much it kind of made it way worse which it's weird because with certain medicines you really have to watch for the signs of getting worse you can get better for a little while and then it can go downhill real fast so when I was on Wellbutrin and Trasnodone at first I was okay and then like two weeks in like I wanted to die I did not want to be here anymore I thought that everyone was better off without me and I talked to my doctor and they changed my meds. Thank God they changed my meds because it was terrible. I know you have had a hard time the past few years and you finally decided to do something about it. Which, very brave. You're a very strong individual. But I'm glad you went ahead and decided to take care of it. So what would you say... As far as deciding to go to therapy, get medicine, what finally made you decide to take those steps? I know for me, it was I wanted to be a better mother, be a better business owner, be a better version of myself, and be a better partner to John. And without that, I know I was pretty terrible. I was not really terrible, but I was depressed. I stayed to myself. I didn't function very well. I kept away from everybody. Or I was very short-tempered and just really wanted to be left alone, which is not fair to anybody. So what was your final straw in wanting to seek help finally? Well, I'm on Prozac for anxiety, depression, and PTSD. I have to speak louder? Do I have to re-say what I said? No. Oh. Well, maybe. I'll just repeat it. So, I'm on Prozac for anxiety, depression, and PTSD. Uh, the main reason I finally decided to um, actually get help was because I just... The way I was living, it was like, everything was just gray. Um, I described like, things in color, too. 
Like, it felt gray, and it felt... Always in your room. Always in my room. I wouldn't talk to anybody. Um, I would go out with my friends, but then I would come home, and I'd be like... I'd be like, damn. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, damn, I, I don't want to be here. <laughs> um, so I, I just didn't want to feel like that anymore. I didn't want to feel like that anymore, and I was tired of letting my mental illness get in the way of uh, me living a good life. So uh, the first thing that I did was therapy, uh, which it honestly it helps a lot. I before you even think about medicine, I would definitely try to consider um, therapy and get to the root of why you feel this way. Um, it definitely helps to talk to someone who isn't family or friends and talk to a professional. Just be mindful of who they are. If you get a vibe that they're not a good person, get a different therapist because the type of person that they are truly matters. They have to be someone that you can be comfortable with and not everybody is like that. That's true. You have to be able to gauge who you're talking to and have a comfort level with your therapist. I know for me, I have a hard time dealing with therapy just because I don't trust people. And I know I have a lot of childhood trauma I need to work on. And that's a lot of the root causes for me is childhood trauma and I guess trauma bonding with my mom, things like that. So, how would you describe you now versus you four months ago? Being on medicine and in therapy and doing good things versus pre-seeking help. Um, so I've only been on Prozac for like a month, maybe a little bit more, um, I think I'm hitting almost two months now, mm -hmm. but I don't see like huge changes, it's like little by little, um, I have more motivation in the mornings, um, not as cranky, <laughs> um, I don't dread work anymore that used to be like my biggest fear my biggest anxiety was having to work but now um the worst the hardest part about going to work is just getting ready for it because it's just I'm like Ugh, I don't want to go but once I get there I'm like huh? heck yeah work <laughs> oh, I love money. it um I take care of myself physically a lot better um a lot there's yeah hygiene a lot of people don't understand or they just don't know when you're depressed it is so hard to take care of yourself or to even brush your hair or like, brush your teeth or take a shower yeah oh man and it's people, difficult people are so quick to be like oh my god you don't shower no i didn't <laughs> i didn't shower i was depressed i didn't the one thing that i this is, it's going to sound awful to say, but I love this um, connection. People are like, I can't believe depression can make you not shower. It can make you do worse things. Yeah. It can make you do worse things than not shower. Yeah. If that was the worst thing that I was doing, 
I'm glad that it was just not showering or not brushing my teeth. I would go weeks without showering or brushing my hair. Yeah. I would change my clothes. I would change out of pajamas and put on clean pajamas. Mm -hmm. Like, John would literally have to say, you've not showered. You need to shower. And I would literally have to build up the energy to take a shower. And then build up more energy to get out of it. Because once you're in there, you're like, wow. Yeah, and then I you, needed that. Yeah, and then you have to, after you take a shower, your energy's spent. You can't do anything else. I know one thing John does for me that honestly is really sweet that a lot of people don't know that he does is he fixes my toothbrush for me every morning and that's one less thing I have to worry about is because that's already done because sometimes it's the task of doing something yourself like you don't have the energy to do it so Lucy's crawling on the table <laughs> Lucy is our special guest, <laughs> Zoe's puppy. She's in this podcast again tonight. Say hello. But seriously, um, doing things for yourself becomes hard. You can give and give and give to other people. Like, I took three months off work. I closed my store for three months to take care of myself and get my mind right. Because I was giving and giving and giving to everybody along with everything else that was going on, I couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I know y'all saw it, and it was hard for y'all to see, and it was hard for me to put y'all through, but also I had to take care of myself before anybody else so that I could take care of everyone else. What would you say the biggest stigma is... When it comes to mental health and people tend to shy away from talking about it. Mm -hmm. They feel ashamed of it and they feel ashamed to get help. So why do you think that society has put such a stigma on mental health? I'm going to speak from like my point of view with like my generation there, we have, um, I'm using finger quotes with this, the easy life now with all of our technology and all of that. And a lot of older generations, the, they look at, they look down on us and they say that we don't have, we shouldn't be unhappy. We don't have reasons to be depressed. But the biggest thing, you could have the most perfect life. Superstars. You can still be depressed because it's 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 mental. It, yeah, there, it's a it's, chemical it's imbalance. It's a chemical imbalance in your brain, and that can happen to anybody. So the biggest stigma I think is, it, it depression and any other mental illness isn't for like a certain tax bracket or certain people. It's just it's everyone. Everyone can have it. Everyone struggles with it. Everyone has, everybody has those days, but it's, it's not, it's almost abnormal to admit that you have a problem, and that's not okay. 
if you know family members with like drug problems, you want them to admit it so that they can get help. Yeah. Why would you not want that for family members who are struggling with mental illness? I think a lot of times it comes down to the point like for myself, my mother struggled with mental illness her whole life and she was in and out of hospitals and you know she would try to kill herself all the time. I know I say that cold and sarcastic but she used it as a way to get attention more so than anything and it was always my fault Mm -hmm. so I think with me having mental illness I was trying to not be like her so admitting it made me like her it made me in my brain it made me more like her than I wanted to be yeah which in turn made me worse because the one person I didn't want to be like, here I am, and I have these same issues. So it was embarrassing, and I was ashamed, and I felt like I let y'all down and everyone else down. And now that I have faced some of my problems, I say some because I'm not in therapy, <laughs> and I need to be, <laughs> but... I have come to terms with things that I can't change. I can't change who she was. I can't change how she was. I can't change the things that she did to me, the love she didn't show me, but I can break that generational curse. I cannot do y'all that way, Mm -hmm. which I've tried my best to not do that to y'all. I know I have failed in a lot of ways, but... I also know that I've come a long ways in changing. And also, back in when I was growing up, you weren't supposed to talk about this type of stuff. Yeah. You weren't supposed to talk about suicide or self-harm or addiction or, you know, sexual abuse, sexual assault, rape, nothing. It was inappropriate. It was inappropriate, and it was something you were made to feel ashamed of. Oh, you're depressed? Keep that to yourself, because you're going to wind up in a nut hut. Well, you know, sometimes maybe you need to wind up in a nut hut. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I feel like I could be okay in a padded room for a week or two. Give me a helmet and some crayons, and I'm good. In case anybody hears this and gets offended by the use of nut hut... I would just like to say, I had a friend who went to said nut hut, and that's what she wanted to call it, so that is our safe word for it. Yes, we tend <laughs> So we're not to... making fun of it in any way, it's genuinely no. what we call it because that was the safe word. Yeah, we tend to, I guess you could say our sense of humor is quite dark. It's pretty awful. Yeah, we have a terrible sense of humor, but it's how we deal with our own personal traumas as far as making jokes and things like that. We are not taking this lightly, but it just disclaimer. It's just, <laughs> it's just a little bit of light in the darkness. Just a yeah. little joke to help you through the d- tough times and all that. Which we have both had our fair share of tough times. As far as PTSD goes and things like that, we both share similar experiences. They're different, Mm -hmm. but they're similar. 
you have to work through that. You can't hold yourself up and be afraid of everybody. Yeah. Even though the world is an absolute shithole. <laughs> and it has terrible people in it. And the justice system sucks. But you have to... What has helped you to move forward? Um, Without... You don't have to go into detail. But... Alright. Uh, I will say... Um, probably what everybody's thinking what happened. I was... I've been sexually assaulted... Uh, numerous times but um the main thing that really helped me get through it um because for a while i hated everyone i hated everyone um literally i was so mean to my own family because i was just so messed up from like what had happened um the, the main thing that really got me through it and this is gonna sound so cliche but journaling and going through what happened in my own head and telling myself that wasn't your fault absolutely it's not, that's the most important thing uh there's nothing i could have done to prevent it because if someone is going out of their way to harm you, they're going to do it. And that's not your fault. It's not someone else's fault. It is their fault. Yeah. They're the ones who messed up. They're the ones who will get their consequences either immediately or later in life. And all you can do is just know that it does not affect you and the rest of your life because you can move on. Of course, you'll always still have, like that in the back of your head and it'll still hurt but mm -hmm. you just know you can move on from it you can grow and you can realize this doesn't define me I'm not a victim I am a survivor and that's the mindset that you have to keep when you go through these things because if you just this is gonna sound so mean but if you just like dwell in like self-pity you're not going to get better. Oh, no. It changes your life. And it takes control of your life for years and years and years. I'm a prime example of thinking you've healed and moved forward. Yeah. And then realizing I did not heal. I pushed it down. <clears throat> no, I did that, too. For a while, I was like, it, it doesn't even bother me anymore. And then mm. the nightmares came back. And I started thinking about it again. It, it was awful, but... Uh, I also think a big difference comes with support. Well, the I'm not saying this to be mean, but when I went through what happened with me, I was mostly by myself. I'm, you secluded. I'm, I secluded, but I went through it by myself. I saved myself from it, pretty much. I, I didn't want anybody knowing about it, because it, I felt ashamed, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. We've talked more openly about it. But you did. I think you knew that I was there for you. You just didn't want to talk about it at that yeah. time. I've always, When I was growing up, I was always like the silly, funny kid. And I just felt like if I didn't take care of that myself and still be my silly, funny self, yeah. then, I, then I wasn't me. And I would just like ruin relationships with my family. 
but you you got to take time to yourself. You have to heal. You have to talk. And that's the only way you're going to get past trauma. That is absolutely true. So what do you do? Because we all have different methods of dealing with things. When you can... Because normally, I know for me, which it may be different for you, I can tell when I'm having a PTSD moment. I can <clears throat> feel it coming on. Mm-hmm. How do you redirect those thoughts for yourself for me i will try to communicate my feelings sometimes i have to walk away from the situation i have to leave the house i have to throw myself into my work or an art project i have to do something that brings me happiness instead of thinking about the things that hurt me it could be a smell, it could be seeing a vehicle, it can be walking past a certain house, you know, like, what do you do when you feel, as much as I hate the word triggered, mm-hmm. when you feel triggered, what do you do to redirect those thoughts and those feelings so you don't go down the dark rabbit hole? And then, we are typically on the same wavelength. We both go really dark and twisty and yeah. usually at the same time. So what do you do to kind of recenter yourself when you are not in therapy, but you're at home and something just happens? Yeah, I still don't have a coping mechanism. I tried. I tried to get one. I tried to have like a hobby. Uh, it's just boring. Hobbies are just a little bit boring. I can't, you are I can't not a very stick, routine person. Yeah, I can't stick to it. Um, I just, if I feel it coming on, I just put on headphones, I blast music, and I cry. I just so let you let cry. yourself feel yeah. your emotions. You don't um, try to bury them. That's no. actually a really healthy coping I, I mechanism. I was about to say that. I hate when people say that. Oh, I don't cry. Yes, you do. I know you do. Everybody does. Everybody has emotions. If you don't cry, you need help. Get therapy. That's what it's there for. You obviously need something to break your walls down. Yeah. Don't go get your heart broken. Talk about what you're feeling. Get it out. You need to cry. Also, people that go through trauma tend to throw themselves into unhealthy things via social media or the internet or the wrong crowd doing the wrong thing some people go down the path of drugs some people go down the path of just talking to random people like there's all kinds of things that are out there and like I've done research on self-harm and stuff because I used to self-harm and there's this new thing where they tell you to snap rubber bands on your wrist. Me and you have talked about this. Yeah, I think that's very harmful. I do too, because it gives you the sensation of cutting or the act of SH, which is not healthy. Not at all. Uh, I, I'm actually um, stopping my therapy lessons, mostly because I don't feel like I need them right now. Uh, they're just kind of in the way of work, and uh, the therapist, she's she's amazing, but she's not for, for me. She's not for me. She gave me a pamphlet, and on there it said, if you had the urge to self-harm, um, hold an ice cube with salt. That burns so bad. It burns. 
Um, draw on your wrist with red marker or pen. Don't give these on his. We probably shouldn't say that. Well, is. no, but I'm about to tell you why I hate them. I hate them. Those are literally things that people do to um, make them feel pain or make them think that they are visually are, stimulating. Visually visualizing it. That is so unhealthy for your mind because you're gonna get used to that and you're gonna think. Well, if I can do this, this little pain, that little snapping rubber band, that's not enough. Yeah. That is not okay. That is not a good way to divert yourself from self-harm. What you need to do is focus your energy somewhere else. Put it into something else, whether it be a job, your family, your friends, Drawing, your own self. poetry. Do something for you. Don't, when you get those urges, uh, what I found helped me the most Doing skincare, doing my makeup yes, at three o'clock in the morning. Nails and stuff. Um, if I have the energy, shaving. I like. I love clean skin. I love feeling clean now. So that's what I would do. Is that rain? It's an airplane. Oh, <laughs> that scared me. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> I just went on a whole tangent. But no, that pamphlet made me so mad, and that's why. I can agree to that, though, because I don't... I think some therapies are so mainstream that they try to do things to get the attention of certain people without actually helping them. They have a target audience. Yeah. And it's not... It's not okay. Yeah, it absolutely isn't. That I think that's one reason... Like, if you want to go to therapy, go to therapy. I'm happy for you. I hope it works. But for me, I feel like, well, in my personal experience with therapy, it has never been good. Never. Mm -hmm. I've never had someone that actually listened and gave me tools. It was more of, well, how does that make you feel? Well, obviously yeah. I'm here and I'm fucking crazy, so it doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> like... How's it supposed to make me feel that I was abandoned and unloved? <laughs> like, you know? Like, I feel great. <laughs> We're thriving and surviving. You should be doing more than thriving Thingy, and surviving. Flirty and thriving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, no, I just, I don't, I don't like the way therapists go about certain things. Like, with talking to their patients and things like that. I appreciate therapists. I could never do their job. Never, never, never. I have to say, um, I, I wish I could remember what this app was called because it was so very helpful. Uh, you could probably Google, like, do a quick Google search, um, therapy online. But basically, it was online therapists and they were professionals that you could talk to through text. So you didn't have to go through the pressure of seeing someone in person. Yeah. You could talk to them in your comfort zone, um, and that was super helpful for me, and it worked for a very long time, and um, I got better. I was better, so I deleted the app, and I was like, we got this. Well, we did not got this. <laughs> we did not. <laughs> we did not got this. We, we, got, we got worse, and it wasn't because... It, well, it was probably because I stopped therapy, but it wasn't because it, of the therapists. No, and 
but you you start getting better and you're, and you're like, like oh, oh I'm I don't good. I don't need I don't this need anymore I don't do. need this anymore you gotta stay consistent especially if you're your own medicine you can't because you'll notice mm-hmm. you're only about two months in you'll notice in three or four months that you are feeling like yourself yeah and you will want to you will have days where you're like it pisses me off that I have to take this because I'm having such a good week. I don't need medicine to make me happy. Yes, you do. (laughs) And it's not to make you happy. It's to keep the chemicals right in your brain. You can't just stop taking medicine. So I have a funny story about that. I forgot my medicine a couple days ago. And I was like, why do I feel so shitty today? Why do I feel so awful? And I was like, yesterday was so good. This week was so good. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I was like, what What went wrong today? I forgot my medicine. And I felt like shit. I felt awful. You can tell, like, today, I'm trying to wean myself off of Prozac because I don't like the side effects it gives me personally. Everybody is different. Me personally, and it makes my hair fall out. It's not... it. If it was going to do that to you, it would have already started doing okay, it. I was like, oh, perfect hair, so please don't say that. <laughs> no, it messes with my sinuses. It messes with other personal things. To be fair, your immune system was never the greatest. No, my immune system sucks. But you what I mean by checked. that is it it can swell your sinuses and make your throat raw, and it does that to me. Like I wake up every day with a sore throat. By the end of the day, I'm fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> I so wish you were filming this. <laughs> I'm so funny. I'm uh, sorry. That was out of pocket. <laughs> that was very much out of pocket. <laughs> but Prozac does affect other things that I don't like it affecting. So, I don't want to take it anymore so today i did not take my prozac and i can tell that i didn't take it yeah so my abuse bar i can take up to three times a day and i took it twice today instead of it's just a moth it's a baby bat (laughs) instead of my prozac i'll take my abuse bar three times but i can tell when i haven't taken it like i'm shaky i'm like kind of a little bit manic but not really can we talk about mania yeah First of all, this is gonna this is gonna throw everything off. Y'all are not ready for this response. I love it. I have a love hate relationship <laughs> with being manic. When I'm manic, this whole house is spotless. My room spotless. Uh, everything shaved. I'm spotless. Okay. When I'm manic, I tend to get piercings and color my hair wild colors. I would love to do that. I don't got the monies. <laughs> I didn't have the money for it either. No, it's okay. You looked cool. Man- <laughs> No, mania is cool because we look cool. (laughs) No, it's not cool. Mania is very dangerous. It, but it's like an adrenaline rush. Like you feel so good. Though some people mistake manic episodes with super highs and super lows. So, like when you're feeling really good and you're not depressed, depressed or stuck in your anxiety and depression, and you have a really good day and you're getting shit done. That could just be you having a good day. I don't think that qualifies with me. No. Well, I'm not done. Oh, okay. (laughs) Manic episodes. Whoa. 
They're they crazy. They are wild. Y'all, I gotta say this. My mom was scrubbing the ceilings one day. The ceilings. With a Swiffer. With a Swiffer. I mean, that's kind of well, normal. Well, it needs to be done again. What? It was dust. It's kind of normal to do that, but it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was. But also, mania can comes in forms of super, super low lows. lows. You don't leave your room. You don't, you don't have energy. You cry. You're, you're short-tempered. You're, and it changes like that. Exa- yeah. You can be on top of the mountain, and the next thing you know, you're in the pits. Like, just within a minute. That's how you usually know it. And you crash. Mm-hmm. Like, when you just have a good day, you're having a good day. But a manic episode, you will legit crash. And it can last for it, yeah. days. Days. And you're like, so for me, when I'm manic, I want to spend money that I do not have. <laughs> I want to make unnecessary purchases. I want to do things that I know I'm not supposed to do. Uh, drink. Things like that, which is why I don't drink anymore because yeah. I do not know when to stop. Like, I'm not the type of person that can sit here and be like, hey, let's have one drink. Yes, I know my podcast is Midnight Margaritas, but it's off my favorite movie. But as far as drinking, like, I know right now I can't sit and just be like, hey, let's have a glass of wine because I'm going to drink the whole damn bottle or two. But, that's why I don't drink. And then, in my younger days, and I did drugs, it wasn't just like, hey, let's smoke. smoke. No, it was like, hey, let's do a bump. <laughs> let's, let's get an eight ball and eight get, ah. Uh, I'm glad you don't know what that is. <laughs> Cocaine. Like that's the same as a bump. No, it's not. What's a bump? I know what a bump. No, I know what a bump is. What's an eight ball? It's a lot more. <laughs> like a ball. That's what just what it's called. It's a. Oh, lot. okay. But I'm sitting here thinking I you're like a jawbreaker, to... and you just like eat the cocaine. <laughs> yes, that's it's a jawbreaker. Sorry, y'all. It's late. I just got off of work. <laughs> but no, I take things way too far, like way too far, and I've learned. That I can't be around drinking or anything like that because I just, I can't turn it down right now. So, I just don't do it. I'm really nervous about your sister's upcoming birthday. Well, there's other people that aren't going to be drinking. Like, she's the only one that's 21. None of us are going to drink. I know. But I'm just saying... I don't want her to be like, Mom, have a buddies. drink with me. But I know she's not going to be like that. She doesn't pressure people. Uh, she won't pressure me. Whooper. <laughs> Whooper. <laughs> You're getting a whipping. Don't talk to your mama like that. <laughs> but yeah, mania can make you do crazy things. Is The best way I can describe it is the worst way. You feel really, really good. You feel so good. It's like taking a drug. It's it's exactly like that. And then you feel awful. And it can happen in minutes. It can happen in days. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is usually like throughout the day. I'm go, 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 go. And then I'm halfway done with my go, 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 go in. And then I'm like, 
I'm done. I can't be here anymore. <laughs> yeah. I need to lay down on this floor and not move for the next week. But you gotta get back up off the floor. <laughs> yeah. You gotta finish. You're, you gotta finish cleaning. Or only shaving one leg. Oh, I've I've not done that. Yes, I have. Yes, I have, you have. done that. <laughs> I remember because I was like, I shaved my leg, mom, and you go leg. <laughs> I was like, don't patronize me. I didn't want to shave the other one. I had no energy. Also, I'm fidgety because I it's didn't fine. take my medicine. <laughs> but. That's another thing. Like, if you don't take it, you can be fidgety and, like, all kinds of things. The, I think we got a little off track. I don't think so. I think but, this is, like, perfectly on track. Yeah. For, so. for this episode, <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. I chose a great day not to take my Prozac. But you shouldn't. I took mine. <laughs> you have to. Hey. <laughs> We're medicated. Partially. I'm partially. We yeah. are getting help. <laughs> We're helping ourselves. Whoever listens to this, <laughs> take a Prozac with us. <laughs> no, oh. <laughs> don't do that. Whoever listens to this, please know that we're just—we have a good sense of humor. That's we're, all. We're just funny. We're not like we said before. None of this is making fun of anyone except ourselves. Yeah, we are coping with our own problems. Um, this is actually really sad things. <laughs> but we just, I can't see it sadly or I'll cry, so we're just going to laugh. Yeah, it's either laughing or crying. And I'd rather laugh. I cried yesterday at the food city. <laughs> I did. That's but, embarrassing. I was in the parking lot. <laughs> And through the store, but there was a lady that just had surgery, and she oh, was all alone. it's less funny now. I know, but... Why'd you ruin it? John had to bring her one of the wheelchairs, and I helped her to it or whatever, but I've been worried about her all day. Oh. Like, literally, I've, like, had her on my mind all day, and we came out of the store just in time for her to get to her car, mm -hmm. so I helped her to her car, but yeah, I cried, like... For That's 45 sweet. minutes about it. It made me really sad. And she lives alone. She's young. So she'll heal quick. But. You said old woman. No. She just had surgery. I oh, helped a I woman. Like, I was like. What do you mean she's young? You just said she was an old woman. <laughs> no. She's probably younger than I am. That was sweet. I hope yeah. she heals. I hope so too. I've thought about her all day. Girl in the wheelchair. We're here for you. Take a Prozac. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> hey, the, the only drugs we enforce here are Prozacs. That, that's just, that's too good. I need that on a t-shirt. I'll make it for you. Okay. I still got to make your other shirt anyways. What other shirt? Your political shirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I need that ASAP. Yeah, I know. I kind of forgot about it. We have to mail one to Chloe. Chloe. Yeah, I know. Don't say her name. <laughs> Cholo, cholo. <laughs> okay, back on track. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I literally forgot we're in the middle of a podcast. I love doing these with you, though, because I'm so I, much fun. Well, that and I feel like oh. we bond. Oh, thank you. Like, you're going to be a regular. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I live here. <laughs> For now. All 
actually. You live here for now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to have to schedule podcasts to get it. Podcast on the boat. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to match my energy right now. <laughs> this is it's so late. It's only eleven forty. I know. <laughs> okay, so anyways, the stigmas of mental health. Obviously we're trying to break that stigma. What all I would love to know what all you guys do for your mental health. I know being in nature really helps me i love grounding i love getting reiki and doing reiki which is energy healing for those of you that don't know it sucks to be empathic but also i love it at the same time because i can help people when they need it um especially with the type of work that i do like people just come in randomly and yeah i can help them you know Personally, I think if you have a lack of empathy, I think that's like a sign that you don't you also need help. Uh yeah. And that that's like a clear sign. We know someone like that. Uh, yeah, we know so many. <laughs> All of your kids but me. No offense, guys. All offense. Um I'm editing I just, that out. <laughs> whatever. I think you should leave it in. They need to know. The viewers need to know. Well, anyways, what I'm saying, if you lack empathy, that's like a basic human trait. Yeah. Like if you don't have that, how how do you first of all how do you feel for your family? How do you feel for yourself? Like that's so I I feel or sorry. people that feel for other people but don't care about their family or themselves. Not family that you've cut off or family that's toxic, but literally you don't care how you treat them because it's, oh, they're yeah. family, they'll get over it. I hate that. that hate that's that. not how that works. Toxic is toxic, and it's okay to cut off people. I've cut off literally everyone in my family except for my kids yeah. <laughs> and my aunt. <laughs> so, like... I talk to immediate family. I have, like... Well, I have work friends. I'm not going to consider them... Well, I would say acquaintances work, co-workers. I'm not going to say friends yet because... You just started. I, I just started and, I you know, I don't want to make friends right now. I miss my I miss my friends. <laughs> you don't want to feel like they're replaced. Yeah. But, like, I have three friends that I can keep up with right now. Yeah. Well, four. But, like, I, I feel for them every day. I feel for random people I see. That's me. Like, my tables, I just know when someone's having a bad day, and I'm like... You should leave them, like, little positive notes. Well, I, I have very bad handwriting when I'm at work. I can barely read what I write. <laughs> so, I don't think that would help them. <laughs> when I worked at the Dollar General, I would leave positive post-it notes on mm -hmm. the registers. Like, on the customer side. Yeah. People loved those. Instead of, like, writing things, I, I talk to them. That's and I'm good. Like, are you guys having a good day? You seem like you're not. No, Would you like a flavored drink? <laughs> Sometimes when I see people, don't tell my work. Y'all don't even know where I work. <laughs> you can't tell them. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Sometimes if I know someone's actually having a really bad day, I put water for their drinks and give them their drink for free. Oh, everybody does that sometimes. And uh, I've paid for someone's food before because they were just having a rough time. 
You have your mama's heart. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I. It's. I hate pe- seeing people going through tough times. I can go through all the tough times I need to because I'm like, yeah, character building. Somebody else? No, they need my help. That's me. I can't stand <laughs> to see people suffer. Even if they deserve it, it breaks How my heart. How long is this? Right now, it is 44 minutes. Are y'all going to watch this all the way through? <laughs> Are they going to listen? listen? Are you going to listen? <laughs> you, pro- you should. We're funny. What What does that mean? What? Those four things. What is that? I don't know how any of this works. These? No. Th- is that four? That is three. Are you talking about these? Yeah. That's our recordings. So that was my... These are testers. Oh. Okay. This makes sense now. <laughs> I've been staring at that this whole... I, it, no, it's so late. Okay, guys. <laughs> we're no. getting way off track. So we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. So next week, I am doing an episode with one of my good friends, Alex. Replacing me so soon. No, but listen, you can go when we do it if you don't have to work. It's on Tuesday. I'm going over there during the day. I mean, I could have you back before then. But she is a really good friend of mine. She lost one of her legs due to diabetes, and we are going to talk to her about the struggles of being pregnant, of raising a toddler with limited conditions, I guess you could say, with only having one leg, learning how to walk again while having a baby. I mean, she had to, you know, give him a bath and all of these things. So we are going to talk to her and do all that fun stuff. So, it'll be a really good podcast. I look forward to talking to her. I look forward to hearing that. She's a beast. Like, she is. She is. Motherhood she, was meant for her. She is. She is one of the best people I've ever met. She's been, th- she's been there. She was there for me when my grandma passed away. So, she, she's been there for me. And she's going to talk about getting out of a really bad relationship while having a child and all kinds of deep things we're going to discuss. So, I look forward to discussing that with y'all and y'all hearing it. Have a good night, and if you have a midnight margarita during this session, drink responsibly. If you're on medicines, don't drink. Okay? seriously, don't. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) Don't. It's not good for you, and it makes it worse. Okay, Zoe. This was fun. Oh, thank you. I love you. I love you. Goodbye.